Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's grow big together. And all the other podcasts created by Feast of Fun are made possible because of fabulous people just like you. Thank you. Although he's new to the bodybuilding scene, Joey Keening is a pro when it comes to competition. Joey is better known to fans of drag as Natasha Douglas, winner of the 2016 Miss Continental Plus pageant for queens who weigh 225 pounds or more. Now, after snatching the crown, Joey is dropping the wig and picking up the iron, setting his sights on winning bodybuilding contests like the NPC Illinois Championship. Let's grow big together. A podcast that slays it at the gym and sashays it on the runway, sweetie. In this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle. I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion. Today, Natasha Douglas joins us out of drag as Joey Keening to look at his new passion for bodybuilding. Are there any huge differences between bodybuilding competitions and drag queen pageants? Plus, the world's most famous drag queens who are also bodybuilders. And what exercise do we think you'll love? Smith Machine Hit Thrust. Thrust it! <laughs> A common question bodybuilders get asked is why don't you compete? While some people don't click with competition, or others just can't get enough of it, there's always a goal to reach and a beautiful journey awaiting you if you should seek to grow big together. <laughs> Our guest today is best known in the Chicago drag scene as Natasha Douglas, who went from winning Miss Continental 2016 to now setting her sights out of drag as a competitive bodybuilder. Miss Continental Plus. Miss Continental Plus. Thank you for correcting me. For the tall and yeah. big girls. The big girls. For the more heavy-duty woman <laughs> in us all. <laughs> so internationally, you are known as Natasha Douglas, the winner of the 2016 Miss Continental Plus pageant. That is correct. And you've won 2016 Miss Continental Plus. Mm-hmm. And Miss Illinois Continental Plus 2015. Which was a preliminary. Right. So it's like mm -hmm. the steps to get there. Miss right. Continental Plus 2014, Hydrate Nightclubs Drag Competition 2012, and Miss Serenity 2012, right? Yeah, those were some local things. For people who not who are watching this, who are like bodybuilders, are like, why are we listening to a drag queen? <laughs> why not? <laughs> learn something about competition, uh -huh. queen, right? Yeah, you can learn a lot from a big. You'd tall be surprised. Lady. <laughs> what does it take to get ready for a drag competition? Like, what does it take to win a pageant as a drag queen? Well, I'm I'm a native of Chicago, you know, so I was exposed to Continental and to the Baton Show Lounge, which is um, getting to celebrate its 53rd year of being open. 
which is also um, right here in Chicago. In that's Chi- amazing. Chicago, like streets, right? Yeah, exactly. It's an up. Yeah, it was. It was in River North for fifty years, and it's been in Uptown now for three years. And um, Chicago drag has always been known, you know, for um, you know the the aesthetic that Continental and the Baton um, uh, exhibits, which is not it's not so much drag, but it is the art of female impersonation. Mm-hmm. I came out very young. I was fourteen years old. And started going to Boys Town when I was 15 or 16. And I would um, I would see a lot of the girls out, you know, and I would try to sneak into the baton. I did I did once or twice when I was young. <laughs> How and old were you when you sneaked into your first gay club? 15. 15 years old. I walked old. into Sidetrax <laughs> on Halstead when I was 15 years old. And I walked in like I owned the place. I've been, I'm 6'4", and I've been 6'4 since I was 14. Add so, a girl. Uh, <laughs> Get it. Ain't nothing getting in my way. <laughs> so how did you do it? Like, did you fake an ID or they, they just didn't ask you because you were big? They didn't ask. Uh-huh. They didn't they didn't as much me. back then. This would have been like the 90s, right? This was Eight, 96, late 96 yeah. 90s. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. 90, 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I just kind of like waved at the doorman. I was like, hey, you know, like, and he was like, Hi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just walked in there, just like okay, whatever. Because you know, in my day, dressing up in drag was a way to get into the clubs mm-hmm. when you're not over 21. Because they wouldn't, which dare, I would do right? too. Yeah, so if I got into it, if you were yeah. booked uh-huh. for a show, you just be like, "I'm here to perform." You know, I'm here. They're not going to ID you because they're just going to assume you're 21. I got bookings, queen. <laughs> Don't ask me. This is my ID, okay? <laughs> but it was still like you know, like you said, it was still the 90s. This was way before Drag Race. This was way before drag was on television or even before social media in yeah. general. So mm-hmm. you know, the pageants were the way that girls would get their name out there and get national recognition mm-hmm. and get bookings and get to travel. And Continental has been known as the most prestigious of all the drag pageants, you know, so that's that aesthetic and that kind of mentality I was exposed to when I was young. So I've always kind of patterned my life after that, like as a queen. Mm-hmm. So um, I would, you know, I would sneak into clubs, you know, I, I did have a couple fake IDs and started doing shows like in Boys Town. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, but I never, but back then I had no money, you know, so like everything that I wore was either from my sister's closet, you know, or I got <laughs> off the, off the racket discovery or contempo casuals or something. And but, it was like, yeah. but when you're or, young, you can pull it off. Oh right? yeah. It was like one or two feet too short. It did like above my ankles, <laughs> you know, like it was tight, no hip pads, no corset. So it was just kind of like a, you know, like a raisin and a blue sequin, you mm-hmm. know, outfit, just like up and down. You know, I was kind of a, I was a heavy kid too. So you were thick um, and juicy. I was, a th- I was thickums from the minute I hit, you know, like from a, I, when I hit the streets. So, so in terms of a bodybuilding, like it, gaining weight is not hard for you. Gaining it's weight. Cutting. Exactly. Cutting yeah. is hard. Food was my first addiction. So, oh, really? Yeah. But back then I yeah. didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't. I just performed here and there. I didn't compete, you know? And so, I mean, I, I, I mentioned that food was my first addiction. I should also mention that I'm 14 years clean and sober. Congratulations. Uh, thank you from, from everything from drugs, alcohol and cigarettes. And, um, so, you know, I had to kind of play, you know, in that sandbox, you know, for a while until I was, till I grew up and I got sober when I was 27 and, you know, did- so you're really natural, 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 natural. <laughs> Natural, natural, yeah. a natural what, woman. Whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to. Touch the yeah. skin, honey. Whatever you want to believe, I'll go along with it. Oh, so. My, <laughs> so, so in terms of like you know your journey, you know, and a lot of the pageant queens, it's mm-hmm. like it's also about creating that illusion 
and that's padding your body with right. styrofoam uh, to create that hourglass not, not figure. Not styrofoam, mm-hmm. but... Or foam. Couch or, foam. Couch, couch foam. foam, yeah. If it was styrofoam, I, I pity the girl who puts styrofoam <laughs> into their job. I have, bet a bitch has done it. They're going to have it, a I rough What's the term themselves. for that stuff? The soft stuff? Polyfoam or something? Poly, yeah, it's foam, like, yeah, okay, yeah polyfoam. Yeah. It's just like the same thing that they use for couch foam when you mm-hmm. kind of, you cut it into like... The typical typical shape of Africa, mm-hmm. you know, and you stuff it in a, a pair of like three or four pairs of dancers' tights. And so, in terms of the pageant, it's you know rehearsing and choreographing dance numbers. Yeah, lip syncing, styling your hair, styling your makeup, and Questions. wearing these queen these gowns that are really expensive. Well. I I, yeah, I mean, just to like to backtrack just a little bit, I reignited after I was sober for four years, I reignited my drag career at 31 and I started performing like in Boys Town and my dream was to be on Drag Race, you know, and long story short, I, I auditioned five times and I never heard anything back. And you were so good. They didn't watch you. They were so I know. Well, they were they were missing out on all this good hot <laughs> hot daddy. Hot daddy. Action, yeah. <laughs> but then I did, yeah. con, you know, Continental is based here in Chicago. And my first year I made the top 12 and I was like, oh, maybe this is where I was supposed to be. And then I won on my third year. So but congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. And this is a serious, serious, serious competition. It is very serious. And I mean, it we make it very, sound silly, but, yeah, it but it's it's no scrubs. Well, and I and I want to I want to speak to that because Continental is a very specific aesthetic. A friend of mine once who supported me the whole time called it a very specific type of pretty. Mm-hmm. It's the art of female impersonation. So. With that being said, yeah. you know, the the vast, the majority or even the vast majority of that community and the competitors are, it's, is transgender dominated, mm-hmm. you know? So as a, you know, as a, as a queen that lives as a man, I, you know, I had to work a little bit harder, a little bit differently. You know, I, I almost like for when it, like in the midst of it, even after I won, I kind of felt like I was stuck between two genders because it's not. It's not like, you know, really campy, you know, um, built out makeup. It's very soft yeah. and feminine. It's like the think of, you know, it's it's like the real thing. It think of like um, it's like Miss Universe. Passing. You're trying to pass as a quote unquote real woman. Right. And right? some of these girls are some of the most beautiful women that you will mm-hmm. ever see. Yeah. You know, um, well, let, let's be clear. It's also a, a, an idea uh, of, of femininity that's like pageant. Right. Aristocratic. Ball gowns. It's not. You're not like dressed up as Rosie the Riveter. You, you want to th- like <laughs> thinking more like Miss Universe yeah. red carpet. Yeah. You know, versus you know Miss um, Universe swimsuit. Exactly. Because okay. you do have a swimsuit competition part, uh, right? You do mm-hmm. at the Miss Continental pageant. Uh huh. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm curious, you know, because you have done one competition, the NPC National Physique committee in illinois yeah he was here yeah it was here in chicago it was last year and it was last august last august Uh during the height of the COVID pandemic Mm, uh, or just before it well it was dip it was a little dip we had that free summer right because it kind of kills me and you know i don't want to come across as an anti-masker don't joe rogan me (laughs) you know i'm I'm full support of masks we know who you are But, you know, it, it, part of it is like seeing these bodybuilding competitions online and everybody's wearing masks on stage. And you're like, I want to see the face, too. You know, I haven't seen any masks. I saw a few. Yeah. You, yeah, you want to yeah. judge that jawline. Uh-huh. I, listen, is that a muscular chin, yeah. muscular lips. It's the not? full package. Right. You know? We want to see how natural they look. <laughs> <laughs> Are their lips plumped? Mm. Well, you know, like Chris mm. Bumstead, you know, who, who, he wouldn't have the career he has if he wasn't so 
dreamy you know it's mm-hmm. like if you like look like you know oh, i mean has a bodybuilder who's yeah. like a whose face is like a brick have they ever won the big titles oh plenty um, but i'm not plenty. gonna drop any names <laughs> we're not, not gonna on, get yeah, it not on camera at least. Not you decide camera. for yourself <laughs> you can look at them and you'll be like wow mm. he won a contest looking like that mm. huh you go out there and they tell you you, you look, look good. good. <laughs> wow. It has inspired many to do the same. Yeah. <laughs> and and you when you were uh, competing, you know, you were like went all the way mm-hmm. full, you know, orange tanning. I I, I can't say uh-huh. that. Girl, look how orange you look. Girl, look how orange you fucking look. <laughs> <laughs> you you've been able to use that twice. Of course. In your in your drag and exactly. body. And that was uh, that was just kind yeah. of like under the stage lights. Yeah. It was even darker, you know, like just under like these lights. It was kind of a gag. What was yeah. the experience before we get into all the training and stuff? What was the experience of uh, putting on the shoe polish? Like, you know, the oil, the oil, the, the tanning stuff. Yeah. Well, it wasn't very exciting because a woman had to put it on for me. So, oh, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> did they do it at the event or it was like they the do it at before? the event? They yeah, charge okay, you huh? for that, too. Right. There's no. a professional person who does it. No, they charge you for the tanning. OK. Yeah. So, no, but there's there, the, you know, um, at the 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 promoter who um, through the, yeah. the 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 contest, his gym is in Burridge, mm-hmm. Illinois. So I had to go down there to register. And then also went down there to get the spray tan the day before. Oh, it's so a you special, do beforehand. It's a special show spray tan. Oh. So. Mm. And yeah. you're like, and put they, some more on my nipples. They warn you at competitions, too. Like, if you're staying in a hotel, it's like, do not get that spray tan on the sheets. They will charge you for it because it doesn't come out. Yes. <laughs> so, so do you I have to be like home. Latoya Jackson and bring your own sheets to the hotel? <laughs> Google Plastic it. sheets. Google it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Latoya Jackson, uh, she checks in her hotel and she brings her own bed sheets mm-hmm. and wraps everything in the hotel room with it. Just so, you know, because she got probably, I don't know, her makeup comes off. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but in terms of your competition, so you're up there on the stage. It's a physique competition. I imagine that you had all this experience as a drag queen and all these pageants. And what's going on in your head when you first step on that stage and you start striking the poses? Well, going back to your question, like, yeah. like the, like the preparation, yeah. you know, it, it, it's getting ready for a bodybuilding competition in my mind was no different than for the, the pageants, you know, it was, it's a lifestyle. The thing with bodybuilding is that because the food is such a big portion of it, probably like 80%, if not more, like in my head is more, especially the shredding aspect of it. Um, you don't like really turn it off, you know, so like, as opposed to, you know, going to rehearsals and fittings and, um, maybe like practicing interview questions with friends or, you know, or mentors or something like that. Every time I would work out, like that would be going to a rehearsal that would be Mm. going to a fitting that would be, you know, engaging in the preparation for the pageant versus the bodybuilding. It's you lip syncing into the mirror. Yes. So, I mean, and for everybody else, (laughs) uh, in terms of the competition, the NPC physical challenge, uh, you know, you're, the challenge is just striking the poses and then they give you like an open, all the work, all the work is leading up to the show. Okay. Yeah. The show, the show day, there's not much that you have to do. I mean, you go up there and you pose like the posing is is basically that's that's the show. They tell you so, which poses you have to do. Or is it a, there a, a choreographed are, routine? There are certain poses that are required backup per dancers? division. So <laughs> per class, like there's different poses, <laughs> right? Yeah, but well, you know, because because uh, we've all seen like tap dancing, Kai yeah, Green, uh-huh, uh-huh. and some of these other guys on on social media. You know, they're like 
doing all this like wild stuff with swords and flames and you know and and I'm like that didn't happen at my show that, you don't get to do that because you're not a like you know they they let that space for somebody who has a big name mm-hmm. right and so for you it's like you're striking the poses and then they bring you all onto the stage together and compare their bodies and Right. And award them right, mm-hmm. right then and there. But it's the pose that can yeah. really make you or break you. Somebody could go up there with a much, you know, more conditioned physique versus the person next to them. But if they don't showcase it properly, they're, you know, they're going to get knocked down a couple pegs. Right. So. What's a secret to striking a pose as a drag queen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, voguing and striking mm-hmm. a pose as a bodybuilder in to showcase your muscles the best especially our upper body confidence really mm-hmm. so it's just not confidence. be like <laughs> yeah you have to yeah. you want to go up there if you're going to go up there you got to go up there and you've just got to own it mm. so i made it like i i was when i got to the competition i would the only thing that i was concerned about was that i was that i was proud that i actually made it because a lot of people drop out like even the week of because they blow their diet Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't keep up on their workouts or they just, they like burn out like at the last minute, you know? So like a lot of people that may have done well or even won kind of drop the ball at the last minute. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, um, to, in my opinion, a matter of just being confident and, um, you know, staying in your lane. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to wonder if like at the competition, cause I saw this at the gay games, uh, bodybuilding competition, where they had, you know, a couple of contestants who were clearly like had not done the work that they needed to do. And so they're on the stage and it was like, it was like, you know, your next door neighbor, just an average person on Some, the street yeah. coming on there in their underwear, like they lost a bet. <laughs> you know, I have photos, photographs of it if anybody wants to see it. Um, and this guy is just like standing there and he's like so angry at himself. And yet he's doing it on the stage. And so part of me is like, you know, it's admirable that he's like punishing himself to some degree or, you know, going all the way, even though he was not able to do every step of the way, you know, and as somebody who's in recovery, you know, that's kind of like a message that's there too. It's like recovery is not a perfect process Mm -mm. and there will always be setbacks, but because you have those setbacks doesn't mean you don't continue. There's going to be hills and valleys and anything, mm-hmm. anything as intense of this, as intense as this that I'm going to pursue. So, wow. yeah. What, what do you, where do you see yourself going with all this? Like, that's what, a good question. You know? you know, I, I mean, my first show, I was 40 years old. I'm yeah. 41 now. Um, you know, so I'm coming into this a little bit later in life than yeah. some other people, but there are classes for guys or and women at my age, you know, in the master's division, you know, so, um, you know, so I'm not a, not a to, student class, but a category, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah cat okay. like category, you know, yeah. so, um, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to let my body decide, you know, I had the, you know, the hernia repair surgery in, That's November, right. in November. Was it once or, or just twice, once, or, you know, yeah. just once, but I, I'm, I'm a hairdresser. Yeah. I've been a hairdresser for 15, 16 years and I've been in the beauty industry for 25 years. So, I think I think I have, I have a suspicion that it was already there and the heavy lifting just exacerbated it a little bit. But um, I caught it early. You know, I was able to get it done, you know, when, you know, even the covid numbers were, you know, were climbing. So I'm very grateful. And it was it was a pretty fast recovery. But, you know, it sent a message to my body and and to me, like, you know, there's no this is not a race, you know, like it's this it going bodybuilding in general, especially competing is extremely taxing on the body. 
and you have to, you have to, you know, you have to treat your body like, you know, I mean, it sounds, is. You know, <laughs> oh shit! You gotta have time for recovery, right? Well, that, I think that's it. You yeah. know, people are always no asking. No pun intended. Mark and I, you know, it's like, how do you guys look good and stuff? And I'm like, we are. I'm, I'm from Latin America, and I'm a huge believer in naps. <laughs> and, I like naps you know, too. The big competitors that I know personally, I ask them like what their day is like, and they're like. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is it? They're like napping like three or four times a day, like for 15 minutes. They do a workout. We'll take a nap and then work out again. Yeah. It's that tension and release. And I think like the whole universe, you know, everybody like thinks about... Um, what is the natural state of things? I mean, we're getting in a big picture. And I said, it's not to expand and grow all the time. It's to breathe. Yeah. So things expand and then they contract. Mm-hmm. And with bodybuilding, it's really interesting because you're half the time trying to gain weight, get big. And then to get ready for the competition, you're contracting and getting lean. Right. And you have to, you yeah. have to like... You have no choice but to respect the process, you know, because mm-hmm. your body has no feelings for you. It's you can manipulate it to to do that, like what you just explained. But in order to do that, you have to kind of play by the rules too, if that makes sense. What so, was shredding like for you? Because you said like uh, mm-hmm. you know food was your first addiction, so I imagine you were probably overeating. As a I young was person. a. At first, I was a mess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was cod. Um, spinach, egg whites, you know, and like a half of a sweet potato, like every day. I mean, that's what my meals looked like, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, like shredding for those people who don't know, like when you shred for a show, you're in a deficit, you know, so you're depriving your body of the calories that it needs, but you're keeping your protein high. Mm-hmm. So with me, you know, being, you know, um, being just um, a, a sensitive, a sensitive, delicate little flower that I am. <laughs> a six foot four flower. Um, you know, and, and food being such a, um, a strong dependency, not, not, not in, in regards to addiction, but just, you know, to my mood stabilizing, mm-hmm. I have to keep food on me all the time, almost like a drug addict. You know, like if I started to get like a little crunchy, mm-hmm. a little stressed out, you know, I would make sure that I had my, you know, like my meals in my little cooler that I carry okay. around with me, even to meetings. And I would have my little, 
meal prep. Mm, yeah. Lukewarm fish yeah. and yes. rice. Oh, so you, <laughs> well, I kept it on. So ice. you were trying to keep yeah. on a schedule so you carry the food with you. you so carry the food. when it was uh-huh. time to eat, you had it. Uh-huh. Well, a hairdresser's motto is, you know, one of one of them is you eat when you can. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and but just, I mean, walking around in a deficit like that, you know, because it does know, something to your full, mood and your brain. Yeah, working out that much and working full time and going to, you know, recovery meetings and hanging out with friends. You know, you've got to. Because they always want to go out yeah. and eat after the meetings and it's you uh-huh. know, burgers and chili fries. Uh-huh. And, and here's me with my little meal prep container with cod and spinach that's, you know, cold from the ice pack in my Ugh. cooler. Uh-huh. No salt, no sugar, no tartar sauce. Oh, my God. That's why I say, you know. I think Fausto's about to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people, like, they're asking me why don't I compete. I'm like, Instagram, this is the competition. You know, Instagram is a competition. Every day that I get out of bed is the competition. You know? Right. And other people, like, love that, that regimented, strict process like i know you're like you love this shit i do i love it you know? <laughs> it gives me i do I, I i i love it i want to rub it all over my body you know really? i um no i love i love the process of doing of competition it gives me purpose it makes me a better version of myself and i think because i i i if this makes sense you know when i pursue these things i do it through the lens mm-hmm. of recovery you know so i i do it with intention and I do it with integrity, mm. you know, and I end up becoming more in competition with myself mm-hmm. than anybody else. And with bodybuilding, like, I mean, I've only done one, but the, the goal was to make it to the finish line. And I did. So. Do you worry that this might sound unrealistic to your friends and family? Um, I've asked that feedback even yeah. when I was competing, you yeah. know, and everybody, I, I felt like everybody was very respectful um, I did feel like I became a little withdrawn just because I was so focused and, um, I was kind of like, my mood was so sensitive because mm. of the, 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 you know, the, the shredding, the deficit. Um, but I mean, I've had people tell me that they don't really understand it, you know, cause it's, it's so intense. It's just, it, it is such a, um, a different level of discipline that a lot of people are not going to comprehend. Yeah. So yeah, only how have your like uh, former uh, contestants, the people you competed against in drag, have they reacted to your bodybuilding? They've been very supportive and very friendly. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Oh, so, so they, yeah. they, they, <laughs> they're they're uh, now they're turned on. Uh huh. Yeah. So oh. this whole I mean, it's I've been I'll, I I'll, I've been living my best life. So. <laughs> so you get more more action now as a bodybuilder than you did as a drag queen. Night and day. I was yeah. not. I was almost. I was almost asexual when I was a drag queen. I wasn't really pursuing yeah. sex at all. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I wasn't really happy with myself. You know, mm-hmm. like I. To kind of go back, like mm-hmm. how this all started, I know that you. This was like a prerequisite question. Um, my there first... are no prerequisites. <laughs> I just preparing you. Yeah, yeah. preparing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I was my first gay pride parade in Chicago, yeah. I was fifteen, and uh, I came down with a bunch of other kids. You know, we were all in this gay youth group out in Oak Park where I grew up, and we came down. And uh, at the when it was over. I was walking through the Belmont rocks, you know, and it was still the nineties. That's I, where gay men would cruise okay. to yes. meet other men. Um, you know, and there were all these naked men on boats in the water, you know, and I mean, that was, that was nice, but. And you swam out to the boats? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was on swim team when I was young for a reason. Yeah. I will swim to get men. <laughs> But I saw, you know, when when and then I was you get there, to the boat, they're like, "Get back to shore." Right, yeah. <laughs> they threw me back like a rotten fish. Oh, this fish no. is too young. <laughs> 
But I saw, uh, you know, I saw a male physique that I had never saw with my own eyes before, mm -hmm. you know, like the muscles, the, the ch you know, the chiseled, like, every, like, I mean, I had seen it maybe like in magazines, mm -hmm. but, you know, growing up, I was not athletic, you know, so I didn't see, I was not in sports or anything like that. And I was immediately attracted to that, you know, but it, it took 20 years, you know, for me to pursue looking like that, but that's always what I've been attracted to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why eventually that's something that I wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. So we came of age during the height of the AIDS crisis. And this is a question that I get asked a lot about this because it's, you know, I remember the first time I saw a bodybuilder in person at the gym and I was like, Holy mama. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, and, and, and you're, and, you know, you're explaining that to your friends and family and they're like, well, you're just overcompensating. You're reacting to the AIDS crisis and you're trying to be hyper-masculine or you're worried about dying. And so you're trying to compensate by seizing against you have a, a small penis or something like that. Yeah. And, and to me, I'm like, all sorts of crazy stuff. We don't hear that question anymore because we live in a more muscular world in our entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so like superhero movies are the top box office, mm -hmm. you know, Re regardless if you're Tom um, Holland or Henry Cavill, you know, um, people are expected to have a certain level of, of, fitness and muscularity sure. in film. And even the guys who are like out of shape and play alcoholics or, you know, drug addicts in like that show euphoria, mm -hmm. like even that, the, the, the guy from uh Grey's anatomy was yeah. it? He's like Eric super. Too. Yeah. He's super in great shape. And I'm like, that is not a body of somebody who's like abusing drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Just saying, you know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of people that, that yeah. do that. Sometimes they binge, right? Yeah. So it's not their everyday kind of thing. What was your first time that you actually saw a bodybuilder with his shirt off and you had plenty of time to really soak it in <laughs> in person? Was Probably when I started going to the gym, you know, to like the gym. I didn't, I didn't start going to like, yeah. like, you know, a gym or like a fitness club until I was 25 years old. So Mark, what about you? Uh, export. Yeah. <laughs> well, export, I yeah. had, you know, coaches in high school, uh, cause I did take boxing my freshman year. And then I also, uh, when I, so there was some athletic men in there. And then when I switched schools, uh, they took us to the Y for swim class and mm -hmm. our swim coach and our, and our, um, our karate, not karate judo coach. He was, he, jacked. He, he was jacked. He was an Olympic. His name was uh, Dutch cause he was from the Netherlands and oh. he was, he was taught. And he totally went up to jacked. you and said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was hairy and muscular and strong. And he's at one point in time, he did swim across Lake Erie. So oh my God. he had like, and your legs went the, right up in the and air. And he would <laughs> hang out in the locker room sometimes and just chat <laughs> and talk to men and he'd be completely naked. They'd be completely naked. They'd have full on conversations and he'd be like, Oh my God, I got to hide this boner. <laughs> uh, you know, I was very lucky uh, cause I grew up in San Juan, Puerto Rico and that that was a tourist destination in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, would see these guys from the, the magazines in person at Gold's Gym that I was working out at. And one, I remember to this day, um, it, he may have been the guy from Soloflex. Uh, he looked exactly like him. Uh, Randy uh, Potter, I believe is his name. And he's like, you know, I'm like looking at him. I'm like, oh my, it's like a celebrity, right? 
and he comes up to me. He's like, hey, you know, when you're doing tricep pull downs, don't use a straight bar. Use a curved bar so you can target your triceps mm-hmm. better. Mm. And, and he's like putting he had me touch his tricep. And then feel it as he was, you know, extending. And I'm like, you know, so I'm he was a little curved old. himself. <laughs> no, he was just really, really helpful. That's so sweet. Yeah. And that I was just helpful. like. I to this day, every time I do tricep pull downs, I think about him. Yeah. Show everybody on the camera your triceps, Faust. <laughs> <laughs> do a little tricep pose. Why don't we all flex together? <laughs> so there yeah. we go. Out angle, everybody. <laughs> I'm wearing black, so. In terms of your muscle muse, like for you, who inspires you today? Like who's like you go to the Instagram or you know, social media. And you're just like, I love this person. I think they're fantastic. So a year ago I was house sitting my parents' condo in a suburb here in Chicago. And I got a, um, a membership at the export and I met a trainer who was, he's pretty young and uh, he was a wrestler when he was in high school. And he, he, he was just a really good fit. He taught me a lot about nutrition and, um, say his name, first name, at least Mike, 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 Mike Mulaney. Mike Mullaney. Mike Mullaney. Yeah, he's is he now, on Instagram? He's now a central Illinoisan. Um, what's that? Is he on Instagram? He's on Instagram, yeah. Pull it up. Let's yeah. Say, yeah. Mike <laughs> Mullaney. <clears throat> you know, for, for me, it's like, uh, God, Jeff Nippert Straight is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, um, what a cutie he is. And Chris Bumstead, so you know. And uh, there's so many wonderful people that we follow on, on Instagram. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's great that we have YouTube and all these forums and and Instagram just to f- get information today. Cause you know, when I was in eighth grade going to the gym, it's like, it was hard to come by, you know? Oh, he's so handsome. He's handsome with his Let me see. beautiful girlfriend. Oh, wow. Let's find a better photo of him with his shirt off. <laughs> Without the girlfriend. <laughs> oh, he took them all down. Damn you. <clears throat> he's from the suburbs. See. So he's a little okay. conservative, but anyway, yeah, Mike, told me Wait, about he was the one who showed me Chris Bumstead for the first oh, time yeah. and I like fell in love huh oh it's gone yeah because part of the appeal of Chris Bumstead even though he's obviously like one of the best bodies in the world right now it's also that he's you know has that speech the, impediment the lisp, yeah the we call it the heterosexual lisp <laughs> or maybe not but uh, you know and and he's also just a really comes across as a very sweet guy you know and he's very handsome you know yeah. and he's tall i'm tall you know so and 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 he is in classic physique which i am i'm more attracted to that class golden versus, age yeah i mean it's more yeah. more tapered waist more proportion versus open bodybuilding or heavyweight bodybuilding you don't so. like the uh, if you want to uh, be a science ex- what is it you want to look like a science experiment you gotta be a science experiment <laughs> right <laughs> You know, because part of it is Arnold Schwarzenegger says that, you know, bodybuilding is being ruined by homophobia. Right. Uh, he says that um, it's that there's such a fear of looking at a man's body by other men and going, wow, that's so beautiful. That's so aesthetic. And being worried, you know, fearing that, oh, people might think I'm gay, that all these guys are becoming, you know, abusing uh, performance enhancing drugs, you know. There's there's a belief that all bodybuilding is dependent on performance enhancing. There's drugs. a stigma. Yeah, exactly. And I would argue. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be competing on stage and you want to win, you got to consider or, or at least look at performance enhancing drugs mm-hmm. and work with a doctor and work with a trainer, work with somebody, get regular blood tests. There are plenty of podcasts to talk about that in terms of, you know, homophobia 
you know, it's interesting because those mass monsters, they're sort of pushing insulin and human growth hormone to such a degree that their midsections get really blocky. Right. Mm -hmm. And they get big and freaky, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, to me, it's like, it's phenomenal that he can even do that, that any human being can do that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not something that like I find inspiring at the same time, you know, any kind of body extremism, whether you're like an acrobat at Cirque du Soleil who can spin a hundred hula hoops or you're somebody <laughs> who manages to not die by pushing your body within an inch of its life to grow into this mass monster is two things that are really remarkable and even admirable to some degree. Exactly. Um, you know, <clears throat> there, there, yeah, there, there is a stigma, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not, it's there, there are safe ways to do it, you know, and there, there, there are not safe ways to do it. And, but it's dangerous. Everything and has they don't live. Yeah. Everything has yeah. risk. But yeah. you know, as I was listening to you, I was thinking about, um, in the short time that I've been in this industry, you know, yeah. how many people that I've heard that have, that have not lived long lives because of it. Leave a beautiful corpse. Yeah. Like dying <laughs> in their like late thirties and forties and stuff like that from all these health issues that are caused. Well, there was this one guy, he was like, uh, he had taken his insulin at the wrong time or mm -hmm. at the wrong dosage. And I guess like he, uh, uh, Dallas Carver, McCarver, I believe his name was, and he was crawling to the refrigerator to get sugar, and he died with his hand on the door oh, handle geez. of the fridge. Oh, that's frightening. You know, and, 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 you know, and people are saying, okay, this has gone too far. And at the same time, you know, we don't criticize football or, or boxing for the injuries and deaths that occur in that sport. And mm -hmm. then in terms of, like, statistics, you're more likely to die as a professional football player than a professional bodybuilder mm, interesting. in your prime yeah. in your youth, you yeah. know? So, so there is, a, I think there's a double standard there and that's tied to homophobia. Like, because as you know, Susan powder says, you know, there's so much hate to your body and we live in a society that hates the human body to some degree, mm -hmm. you know, that's tied to Christianity that your body is inherently sinful. And so therefore you have to take God into your Right. And to uh -huh. physically eat a piece of God in order to not be cursed. Mm -hmm. Right. I wonder if it tastes good. Well, have you had a communion wafer? <laughs> <laughs> and it so it tastes like flour and tastes water. like flat rice paper, you know, and so, so it's like shredding. So yeah. I think, you know, that's, that's the thing that LGBTQ people can bring to this uh, industry, to the sport and to this art form is, you know, helping people, everybody to overcome their their anger their their loathing of the human body mm -hmm. and maybe together let's grow big together we can overcome that type of stigma yeah that's awesome you yeah know? i was i grew up as an overweight kid you know yeah. and i yo i just i yo-yoed my weight yo-yoed almost my whole life you know but like it wasn't until you know what what what's significant mm -hmm. about doing the bodybuilding show just one you know and going through such an intense you know shredding process like that is that I put myself in a position um, that if I was going to succeed in, in, in any way or even just make it to the show, that I had to refrain from my number one coping mechanism, you know, for three months, you know, I mean, which it is wasn't, food. which is food, you know, and I didn't, you know, and I, it had, like I said, you know, it had hills and valleys, but I refrained in a way that I had never before. And I came through with such a newfound confidence and self-discipline mm. because of it. So, because now, 
now because now I'm like I'm back from you know I'm back from surgery I'm kind of working my way back up and I'm I do have a meal plan and I'm sticking to it like I probably wouldn't have like a year ago had I not done the show interesting so yeah well you you have to you've got to feel to heal oh (laughs) I love that if because I was refraining from from coping with food I Mm -hmm. had to sit in my feelings and deal with them head on and not numb them so Um, how do you deal with those feelings head on what do you do Because I struggle with that, too. I, I, do, I do a lot of anxiety eating. Like when I'm feeling anxious, it's time to graze. It's time to eat. I'll have that ice cream. Lots I'll have of that cake. long walks down the neighborhood and uh, meditation and Golden Girls. Uh, so. <laughs> what is it with gay men and Golden Girls? They're so mean to each other. It's fun to watch. It takes the attention off myself. Mm. Um, let's talk about famous drag queens who are also bodybuilders. Oh. Um, you're not alone. I'm not alone. There's a lot of amazing people. Uh, the most famous, I would argue, is Varla Jean Merman. Mm-hmm. We just we met her in 2008. Something like that, 2008 or nine. It was very early on in her podcasting career. She came over and she was just like a middle aged guy. Was before she had been big, heavy. You know, uh, she had lost weight, and I think she's like a lot of us. She's yo yos, right? Yeah. And uh, but she wasn't muscular at all. Yeah, and she that. just they used to describe her as Varla Jean. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, and Margaret on steroids. And Margaret on steroids, and she doesn't use that anymore. No, people don't call her that because she does look like she's probably <laughs> on some enhancements. She, now she really is and Margaret <laughs> on steroids. Um, and, you know, for, for people who don't know her, she is uh, best known for her appearance in the film Girls Will Be Girls. With Coco Peru and Love Jack Plotnick, Plotnick yes. as Evie Harris. And, uh, and it's, you know, considered a, a classic film, a, a comedy film. And now she's just like... Hey, everybody. But when she gets out of her, her um, drag voice, she's like, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm horny. <laughs> it's like, yes, sir. I that mean, sounds about right. Big, big muscular, muscular, hairy. Ginger. Beast. Beast. Yeah. Beast. Uh, we'll re-air that interview with Viola G. Merman on Let's Grow Big Together. Uh, one of my favorite uh, bodybuilding drag queens who is laying low right now because they live in Russia mm. from the Ukraine is Pavel Patel. Who we all know as you know that drag queen with the gorgeous body who goes around pushing people in a grocery cart, <laughs> wearing high heels and and, and uh, very revealing fashion, big black hair. Yeah. And she's uh, if you go on our Instagram, she's like lost a little size and is not doing the drag. Is now doing running a gift shop in Moscow. Aww. So I'm like. Oof. And he says, like, I'm trying to get to New York City. I want to be a big star. I want to move to New York, but it's impossible to get a visa or anything. Uh, Amnesty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pavel said in an interview that it's uh, they fear for their life and are worried that they're laying low purposefully. So uh, they're not targeted in Russia as a, as a oh, you know, wow. 250 pound bodybuilder. He's been attacked. And beaten and abused, uh, said in an interview in The Advocate in 20, 2016, I believe. Mm, wow. Uh, of course, Kitty Powers from Cooking with Drag Queens, the video game developer. Um, Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels, of from course. From RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh-huh. All of us. And there's a new uh, queen on the scene uh, who lives in Chicago, Miss Toto. Ooh. Do you know her? Miss Toto, of course. Miss Toto is a bodybuilder, and she's like uh, performing all over the place, you know? Very physical. Yeah, she's just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> You're like, here, have some food. Um, you know, and in, in, in terms of like, you know, your we'll masculinity and your femininity, do you feel like more comfortable 
as yourself, regardless of how you present because of the drag or the bodybuilding, or is it both experiences have really made you feel like a self-actualized person? Well, it'll, it's been two and a half years since yeah. I've been like a, like a regular performer. I did one fundraiser last November. So, I mean, I haven't been in that scene for quite some time and I left abruptly because I, you know, I had reached a lot of goals. I had accomplished a lot, but at the end of the night, when all the glitter and the glam, and the costumes came off, I was not happy with the person that was looking back at me. Oh, so what did you not like about yourself? I didn't like to look at myself. Um, I didn't like I everything. It was it was like the like the epitome of self loathing because I for eight years I put so much time, energy, and money into this persona. Um, yeah. And Joey was like, it didn't take like a backseat. Like he was way, mm. you know, like, you know, just like way out there and like left field somewhere. But so, like, you know, drag is one of those yeah. things. People kind of, they, they get into it. They kind of get out of it. They get into it again. And do you feel like that's your path? Like eventually you're going to be like Miss Continental elite for the over 40 girls or something. I or? think my arms might be a little bit too big. There's for so many things you can do to disguise <laughs> that though. You know, in swimsuit. Well, I suppose <laughs> you could wear one of those uh, hijab swimsuits. <laughs> well, women lift weights, too. Yeah. Why are we defining femininity in such a narrow way range? Because you know? like he said, you know, Continental has that aesthetic, right? Yeah. Well, it's content. Right. It's Continental. And I, 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 I mean, I've been a competitive hairdresser. Mm. I've been a competitive drag queen yeah. and now a competitive bodybuilder. So. Who knows what's next? Maybe I might, we should you start know. another contest, yeah. Miss Muscle Mary, uh-huh. and just <laughs> for drag queens with muscle. Uh, we got some questions here from okay. our listeners. Uh, one is Eric, uh, who wants to know: I am fearful. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm terrified of getting into legal trouble finding and using gear, performance enhancing drugs, steroids probably what he's talking about Mm -hmm. Uh, knowing natural can only push a body so far, even under the most ideal circumstances. Any advice you guys have is greatly welcome. I'm also interested in calories and set ranges, especially for people over the age of 35. Mm -hmm. 
Hugs and kisses. Hugs and mm. XOXO. It's a controversial topic for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and like we've said before, the history of steroids and gay men uh, is very intimate because of our history with the AIDS crisis. So um, if you look back at the early 90s, you know, gay men were dying from AIDS and because they were literally like couldn't keep the weight the on. Wasting disease. So wasting the muscle disease. would waste away. And so some uh, clinics, uh, gay men's health clinics said, let's put these guys on steroids, you know. It works for the bodybuilders. So they did. And you had all these jacked up horny guys with Super AIDS, horny. <laughs> um, surviving and, and, and thriving. And so, you know, to this day in 2021, 22, um, there are a lot of wellness clinics, especially for people who have compromised immune systems, uh, who have survived cancer, um, who are over the age of 35 or 40. Um, you can ask your doctor to put you on testosterone replacement therapy. You can. Mm-hmm. And there's been studies that show uh, there's, a, you know, we talk about the, the COVID pandemic and a lot of people mm-hmm. dying, um, the HIV and AIDS pandemic. And we're not really talking about uh, the toxicity in our environment pandemic. Um, there's studies that are showing that in the past two decades, the average testosterone levels across the board, but especially in young people, have dropped dramatically as much as 50 percent. Wow. That's leading a lot. to wild speculation of why and how. So there's the extreme, the Joe Rogans of the Internet who are like, they're trying to kill men. Well, they think you're like, there's a lot of things yeah. going on there, right? So o- obesity levels have gone up, right? And so if your obesity level has gone up, your testosterone's typically going to fall and your estrogen's going to increase. And then so and that also, you know, some of those things yeah. can get triggered by environmental factors. Uh, it could be pollution, food, processed food. And how, inactivity. how animals are raised, right? Yeah. With all the growth mm-hmm. hormones that they give them and then we're eating it. There's a, there's a theory there. Well, you think if you know, you were eating something that had growth hormone in it, that it would sort of like make you grow more, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but at a young age, I think it's, it's, it's becoming more harmful than helpful. That's at least processed foods processed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and like I was having a lot of indigestion issues and Mm -hmm. cause Mark and I got addicted to tater tots. And I cut out, cut out the tater tots and then the indigestion just went away. Mm -hmm. And, and part of it is like all the prepared food that we don't think, well, it's potato, it's frozen. Mm-hmm. How much? Well, it's going to have a lot of sodium it. in it and then it'll have some kind of preservative, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of those ingredients are actually inflammatory. And so um, according well, to one study just uh, says that the declines have been associated with, of course, obesity, uh, body mass index, phytoestrogens, declined exercise and physical activity marijuana use and environmental toxins and even mm-hmm. tied to the ubiquity of concrete in our environment. What's concrete do to us? So <laughs> we don't know. And so part of it is like we're in an epidemic because, you know, having low testosterone in your body can be just as detrimental as having high testosterone in your body and can, can come with a huge number of health problems and is literally costing people their lives. Uh, right. Depression, heart problems. Yeah. Among them. You know, and, and certainly we live in such miserable, depressing times. So definitely going to see a doctor who is sympathetic to this, uh, who understands the, you know, search for wellness clinics for gay mm-hmm. men in but urban if areas. If you can't find a doctor, so, you know, doctor, 
you can go online and for a hundred bucks a month, they'll just send you free testosterone in the mail, you know? So a lot of the yeah. studies that, that they're showing like oh, the obesity, the processed food, you know, I mean, that was kind of like part of my life. Right. And so mm -hmm. two years ago I discovered that my testosterone was very low. And so there was like, and it, it was, it was a, it was, can a, I ask you the number? It was what? like, it was like under 240. And yeah. it's for, for a 39 year old man, it should have been, it should be between like 300 and a thousand or something. And some doctors so, will be, think that's okay. That's the, the right. shocking messed up thing about but it. But it wasn't, yeah. I mean, and I was lifting at the time, but not like competitively, but you know, it, that can also affect mood, libido, mm -hmm. sleep sure. and stuff like that. And I had all those side effects. So mm -hmm. there was actually... Um, something that came up on my feed on Facebook about this, uh, uh, this medical research company that does re uh, testosterone replacement therapy. So I pursued it. And for the last two years, I've been under medical supervision, um, using testosterone replacement. But therapy. that's cheating. <laughs> not an NPC. It's not. <laughs> steroids, steroids, police. You know, and part of it is like, like we don't, we think about it like, well, oh, this is going to hurt you and, and stuff. And I'm like. Mm -hmm. But not doing it, not looking at it will also hurt you. Right. And this is also like a privilege thing because not everybody in the United States has access to Medicare, to healthcare. Right. And if they do, you know, some people can't afford a hundred dollars a month to get on testosterone replacement therapy. Right. So, you know, you can kind of see how a conspiracy is building up that they're trying to like control the population, because this is not just men. This is also women, trans, non-binary. Every human being needs, needs testosterone in their body. Right. We also need, you know, uh, to some degree, estrogen as well. And anything can be yeah. abused, you know, but like yeah. I, you know, I just, I wanted to talk. I'm glad that we're talking about it because, mm -hmm. you know, I have, I've been under medical supervision. I get my blood work done every three months to make sure, and I take safe doses. Um, and I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm I can genuinely say that I'm doing it the right way, or at least what they're saying. Do is you feel like it's helped with like your mood and, and with your lifting? All, yeah, all of the above libido, mood, sleep. So, so you're, you're, great. you're yeah. giving a thumbs up, right? Yeah. And my, yeah. my levels are what now my testosterone levels are what they should be for a 41 year old man versus under. So, which is what? 1200, mm -hmm. <laughs> 1800. Uh, so, you know, if you guys want more information, uh, testosterone nation is a great resource. Uh, Reddit forums on bodybuilding. Of course your doctor, if you, you know, not all doctors have the same opinions on things. So go to a, usually a gay men's wellness clinic. Is it going to be a good resource? And there's lots of podcasts on this topic as well. Um, you know, and part of it is like proceed with some skepticism, even what we're presenting to you. This is the wild, wild web. And, you know, you wouldn't take medical advice from a random stranger on the street. Absolutely not. Don't take medical advice from a random stranger on the Internet either. And you've, I've got to take other things into consideration, too. If you know, if I'm if I'm doing if, if I'm if I'm taking these this yeah. replacement therapy to have a better quality of life. Um, along with that comes some side effects. So I can't just eat whatever I want. That's also going to create the same side effects. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, if you're going to do it, I suggest having a very clean diet. So you don't put yourself at higher risk for all those other things. I would say like, yeah. it, you know, cause everybody's like paleo vegan, all this stuff. My, my, my advice is anti-inflammation is the key. So mm -hmm. the, whatever you're eating just make sure you cooked it at home and it's like not processed foods mm -hmm. as much as possible. But I'm a big believer in pre-cooked beans. So 
you know, <laughs> in, in terms of like your, your uh, food, like an ideal food day for you, what, what does your breakfast look like? Well, I cook, I cook all my own food too. Yeah. I have a big smoothie every morning. Um, oatmeal, what's in your smoothie? Oatmeal, egg oh. whites, <laughs> Oh, like <laughs> what's in maybe some blend? things I shouldn't say on camera. Oh, really? Uh, no protein, whey protein, casein. What kind of protein? Mm -hmm. yeah. oh. uh, no whey protein, berries, banana, um, avocado, um, you know, lots of water on the side, you know, and, and then I have my coffee. But then, you know, I, I cook all my own meals for the whole week. So like a lot of lean protein, ground turkey, ground beef, chicken breast, um, salmon, Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's pronounced salmon. <laughs> um, here's here's Remember a great Kelly question Pickard. that <laughs> that's really common, and I get asked this every day. Um, do you have sex before going to the gym, or do you feel like masturbating or ejaculation is going to compromise <laughs> your workout? Do you even take that into consideration? Do you care? I usually use the gym as a way to kind of get the motor running, okay. you know, so like I go to the gym in the morning and then. So the know, sex happens always after. Always after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, some people say uh, if you can do it, go for it. Just be aware of it. There's yeah. always somebody yeah. with some kind of excuse to help you cut your workout short or mm -hmm. not do your workout. And, you know, sex can be a big lure, right? Well, you know, I've learned the hard way. It's like uh, plates before dates, you mm. know, um, curls before the girls. Curls before the girls. You know, in or it, girls or bros. <laughs> uh, um, part of it is like you think you're, you know, cheating the system and you think advantage is like, oh, my God, I'm going to get this great sex. But, you know, part of the reason that they're wanting to connect with you is because you took care of yourself. Exactly. And so when you stop taking care of yourself to get the, th it, you know, it's, it's a weird little mind trick, right? It's like, you're like, well, then I'm, am I just, you know, trading one addiction for another? It's like, am I addicted to just taking good care of myself? And that happened when I was recovering from surgery. I really? became very withdrawn and, and st yeah, because as, as like the, the glycogen storage mm. and my muscles started to deplete and I became like smaller and I just became more, self I became more self-conscious again. Is your sex uh, life like uh, centered or um, revolving around muscle or muscle worship? No. Not at all? Nope. All that meat, no potatoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm the meat and potatoes. You're the meat and yeah. potatoes. Because some guys with muscles love yeah. muscle worship. Others guys, it's like they don't they don't care about it. Yeah. They're just like I yeah. don't care. You know, just I go online and like it, all of the the twenty somethings. I mean, they're all hitting me up. Like, daddy, I don't they all want that. daddy. The daddy, the, the, this whole daddyhood thing is working out real good for mm -hmm. me. And so, when you were in your twenties, you would did you ever absolutely. expect this? I didn't expect it, but I went after the same guys when I was mm -hmm. their age. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, I would find myself, uh, you know, I married my daddy, you know, and, and, and part of it is like, like I was at work one day and this guy came up to me and he's like six foot four. He had uh, what I call the lesbian haircut. He has his hair was shaved on the sides and he had like long hair and a ponytail. And he, he was very concerned about some things. And we got into this really deep con conversation and then his girlfriend shows up <gasps> and, and she was like, are you ready to go from the gym from the gym? You know? And, and he was like, hold on, baby, hold on, hold on one second, baby, baby, hold on. And I was like, and, and I said to him, I was like, are you sure? Like the problems that you're having are not tied to some like jealous ex-girlfriend who might be like trying to get even with you. And he was like, possibly I was like, change your password, change your address. 
you know, get a P.O. box. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big get believer a in that. Box. You know, yeah, get a mailbox. Don't ever put your home address out on the internet or, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. people are sending you stuff, but you know, there's something really comforting and beautiful about a, a man or a woman who is, or non-binary person uh, who is comfortable in themselves and has a, you know, a body that shows they've been taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And all bodies are beautiful regardless in the state. Everybody's deserving of love regardless of where you're at. But there is something really appealing to see being around somebody who's like secure in their, in their confidence and in their health. Self-care. Yeah. Uh-huh. Self-care is Very sexy. attracted to self-care. Yeah. It's like, Oh, mm. oh baby. <laughs> show me more. Yeah. One thing that I, what are you going to eat next? You know, <laughs> I think, you know, people, what's your meal prep? Like? Ask me all the Tell this me time, what's in those containers. In what's holding me back? What is holding you back from getting bigger or growing bigger? And I said, you know what? Just give up your expectation of being skinny mm-hmm. and just eat like a big, hungry, hungry hippo. Only eat what hippos eat, which is natural food yeah. and white marbles. Oh. <laughs> That's what? the game. The word. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hungry, hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hippos in real life do not eat white marbles. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but, you know, part of it is like you're not eating enough calories. You're just not getting the food in. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing those yeah. things, don't put a deadline on it. You know, oh, like coming like because I was so yeah. obsessed with like getting right back on stage, you know, like in, you know, prepping for a show. Like, I mean, I had, I had surgery, you know, surgery causes trauma to the body and Mm -hmm. I have to recover and I have to respect that, you know? So like a few weeks ago, my coach and I, he was talking with me and he's just like, he's, he's like, it's not out of the question, but I mean, it's not really ideal. And when I let go of this expectation to be ready on this date or that date, you know, I actually started to become fun again. So when is the next competition? Uh, when you're ready. Uh, well, I guess when I'm ready, I'm going to kind of yeah. let my body decide. So, okay. I mean, I, I, my coach is taking really, really good care of me. He's, um, at quads. You've, you've yeah. Cam- quads, right? uh, Cameron? Cameron, Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. yeah he he was, used to be an adult film star actually. He was. Yeah. And he, in, in bodybuilding, I believe he was the fifth in the country. So that is incredible. Yeah. This man had, well, you can follow him on, on, uh, Instagram and stuff. And he had just these, insanely big legs huge legs i mean and he's just like he's so knowledgeable i mean any question that i have he's just got he's just like right there but he's he he keeps it very real with me what's your favorite uh, leg exercise probably um sitting down You know, one thing that I, I used love, to hate legs, yeah? I'm, I'm kind of, it's, I'm growing more love so for it. I was, I'm a tall guy. So we, we start off our week with legs. Cause that way you're just like, you're just going to get it done. And then if you want to do legs twice that week, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legs. I think, you know, because it's the second largest muscle group mm-hmm. in what's, your body. What's the first largest? My dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which produces more testosterone. Well, actually, you know, they've done studies about this. uh, And there's this myth that like swallowing sperm is rich in protein or testosterone. Sperm is not good for any of that. Just don't let anybody. I mean, if you enjoy it. The percentage of protein is like. Nothing. It's so small. Sperm is rich in carbohydrates and chlorine. Especially if they drink pineapple juice first. And chlorine. Did you know that? No. Because it offsets. Yeah. Because the, the vagina is acidic, so it has to like, yeah. it has to 
neutralize the acid. Oh. Believe it or not, your sperm is uh, supposed. Well, it's your vagina or his into a no. vagina. Any, no. But in terms of like you know starting because you know when when you ask people about their split and that is a split is a which body parts are you training on which days of the week? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone does the uh, bro split, right? Which I think is you know for a lot of young people and people who are getting started is a terrible idea. Because your body needs to be stimulated more than once a week. Mm-hmm. So a bro split would be um, chest on Monday. That's why everybody's bench pressing on Monday. Um, on Tuesday, it's back. Wednesday's legs, shoulders on Thursdays, and arms mm-hmm. on Friday. And Saturday and Sunday is discrimination. No, The Sabbath. <laughs> the yeah. Sabbath. The Sabbath. And so, so mm-hmm. like, there's another approach, which is uh, push-pull legs, or as I like to call it, legs push-pull, because mm-hmm. then you start your week with your legs, and you do it on a Sunday, which or uh, even on a Saturday, and it gives you the opportunity to rest. Mm-hmm. You know, and as somebody with chronic knee problems, it's like moving slower and lightening that weight. Or even when you're doing a leg press, just do one leg at a time because you can't lift as much with one leg as you can with two. Right. So you're tricking your body into working harder with less weight. Mm. And that is a recipe for success. And my favorite uh, exercise that everybody should try this is Smith machine hip thrusts. So, and it's hilarious because you're literally fucking the air. <laughs> it's it's the bodybuilding bend and snap. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great for that butt. It yeah. makes your butt mm-hmm. so strong. Well, and you know, I've actually uh, read articles about it and some guys who've had, uh, and women who've had problems with their back or their knees, uh, just stopped doing any squats or leg presses for like a couple of months and only did hip thrusts. And they were able to keep most of their strength and development in their legs and at the same time taking a lot of pressure off their back and their glutes. Who knew? Who knew? Amazing. And you know who you can thank that is the fabulous Jack LaLanne, one of the most influential men in American fitness industry, who is responsible for creating much of the machines you work out with, uh, leg extension and cable crossover machines and the Smith machine. And they were built uh, by Rudy Smith, who was a uh, bodybuilder who launched the Holiday Health Spas, who gave Cher uh, <laughs> their job as a spokesperson in the late 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. You can see Cher yeah, like, uh, yeah. running on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Right in. Can you imagine going to the gym, to, to Bally's Fitness or Holiday Health Spas in Chicago on Washington? I used to work out there. And Cher shows up and says, face it, if it came in a bottle, everyone would have a good body. <laughs> yeah, if you could buy it. She had short hair, too. She looks so butch, yeah, right? So butch. But no, she she taped an ad Susan Powder, real wearing nice. Bob Mackie and that crazy wig at Bally's mm-hmm. downtown. And I imagine that they were like sectioning off part of the gym to tape it. And, and Cher shows up dressed up like that. And you're like... What? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm sure the gay men, because those gyms were full of gays. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I used to work out at that at that uh ballets on on Washington it's in the now closed. It's know. not now it doasn't exist anymore, but it was like it was a basement. It wasn't in the basement. It, it was, like it was such a dungeon. Premier premier ones or something. Or? Well it became a premier gym, yeah. but it was like it was you know, for people who don't know what gyms were like in the late eighties, it was neon lights and like it written, you know, go the distance and mm-hmm. no pain, no gain and stupid shit like that. 
And it was Headbands. like um, strobe lights and nightclub lighting and stuff like that. And people wearing clothes that was way too tight. <laughs> and lots of sex in the saunas and mm-hmm. steam rooms. And one day I was like looking at the security guard that was placed in the steam room. In just the outside, steam room. Just outside the door to make sure that people didn't have sex. And I was like, what? He's, he was like looking at this book. He was really obsessed with it. And so I'm leaning over his shoulder. And he's a little skinny old little man, you know, he's just reading this book. And I'm like, and I said, I grabbed his hard cock and I thrust it on my hole. And, you know, oh, it was like, erotica. He was reading gay erotica. And I was like, well, that's the wolf guarding the hen house. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. And so, you know, we think about the gyms as being this kind of like, you know, queer environments. And they've always been that way, mm-hmm. you know, from the get go. Right. And you can uh, see it, you know. And some gyms are, yeah, are more sexualized than environments. Yeah, yeah and some there's a lot of people that are just like, my gym is completely hetero. There's nothing going on there. But Not until I get there. Straight to know, bed. Go see what's <laughs> happening in the parking lot. What then. is kept in the dark will always be brought into the light. <laughs> so, Joey, what's next on the uh, what's next on your fitness horizon? Right now, I'm just kind of like I'm not in limbo. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just kind of working my way back up. You know, the hill. Um, you know, Cameron, he's got me on a like a strength building program. I work out with him two days a week, and then I have my regu- my other trainer, George Bereza. You know, he used to work out at. He used to work he used to work at cheetah oh, the Peru, uh brazilian the brazilian yeah, guy yeah. yeah he's like i i so i've got I, yeah. I live for four days two with cameron and one with george george i just i can't divorce him you know? so you're in oh, an open yeah. relationship he's with my your he's my everything yes did they ever have yeah. conflicting information no um <clears throat> uh no no yeah hmm. no they no george is very compliant with with cameron's program but um just working on getting me stronger um and you know just kind of building kind of Hopefully, you know, by like the end of the month, picking up where I left off before surgery. Well, so. I'm glad you're back and, and back in action. You know, we adore you. That makes that makes two of us. It was so much fun to me. talk about all this stuff with you. You know, Ditto. that's why we made this it's podcast. Kind of like, yeah, you guys, you you guys are in the kind of like the same world. You know. Well, yeah, I do. I also have uh, nightmares of being on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I just had one last night. And it was like, and it's the same dream. It's like, you're never ready. You're never going to be ready. And and they're like, here's the assignment is to make a dress out of beige clothing from a thrift store. Now go. And you're like, how much time do I have? 20 minutes. RuPaul. And they're like, well, looks like Fausto's up for elimination this week. Don't worry too hard. You're scheduled for that. Isn't that what a glue gun is for? (laughs) Glue gun, tape, whatever, staples. But you actually did get ready for like, I mean, you put together all the looks and did the auditions, all that stuff. It was. Oh, yeah. 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 But it was, you know, it was the only time of the year that I ever spent in front of the camera. You know, so I, I I took the other path through pageantry. And I just think that that was where I was supposed to be because pageantry, like when you win a pageant that big it becomes so much less about you mm-hmm. and more about the community and you're giving back, you know, and you're, cause there's, there's not a lot of money in it, you know? So you are, you know, you're putting your personal needs on the back burner in order to promote the system, you know, and to get people to come to the pageant to, um, to celebrate, mm. you know, what it is, the art form that it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, if people want to uh, follow you, they can follow you on Instagram, on Instagram, Joey, the giant giant with a J. <laughs> how, how big are you? I mean, like tall size, six, height, four, right? six, four, six, four. And I'm holding it about two fifty two, two fifty three. 
pounds. Yeah. Look how look how tiny he looks on the camera. Oh my god. Un hombre. We look bigger because we're closer. Yeah, I'm all angling you. I feel like I look small. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can sit in my chair yeah. and and out angle me. You know, that's the thing is like a lot of the all the really nice bodybuilders like Chris Bumstead, he'll totally like let people be like, "Can I take a picture with you?" Yeah. And he's like, "Sure, go ahead." Yeah. <laughs> he's not like Lou Ferrigno at these uh, comic book conventions, like eighty dollars, please. Mm, you gotta pay if you want to stand next to the Hulk and Hulk out. It's gonna cost you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that it comes. Do you think that happens over time? Or what? His or, cynicism, or well, just like you know, getting there, like you know, or is it young people that charge those prices too? Well, if you go uh, to like, I saw Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. I think it was at like Wizard World or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he does the comic book convention circuit, and he'll get paid a fat, a flat fee to just show up. I'm sure. And then you know, it's his income at this point in time. Yeah. How you make your money is having your photo taken mm-hmm. with somebody. Papa, I need to charge money for this. <laughs> well, Joey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for your time and for your yeah. consideration. Remember, folks, Let's Grow Big Together is a production from Feast of Fun. We also have a our OG podcast, Feast of Fun, where we interview artists and entertainers and comedians and have in-depth conversations about pop culture and politics wrapped up in a candy coating of camp. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to Let's Grow Big Together and Feast of Fun anywhere you find fabulous podcast and make sure to check us out on youtube at youtube.com slash feast of fun and that's right. our web series cooking with drag queens yeah and if you want to uh, do a little tribute uh and i do sell uh you know sweaty t-shirts and underwear <laughs> which surprisingly people want to buy um you can do so uh just message me on instagram at fausto fernos mm-hmm. spelled with ff like french mm-hmm. fries Hey, I'll sell my underwear, too. I'm not above that. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, you can just message me. A girl's got to eat. Yeah. You would know? you sell your underwear, too? I absolutely would. Yeah? What's the price? <clears throat> I think I'd do a bid. Yeah? Yeah. It's a bidding war. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Joey, Natasha Douglas. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And thank you guys so much for tuning Ditto. in. Ditto. Bye, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.